Spoilers! Spoilers! The following podcast contains spoilers for The Return of the Living Dead. You have been warned! Welcome back. Do you have to one up me like that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of KFR News Radio. Your host, Glenjamin Button. Not an actual zombie, don't worry. It's going to be okay. Along with your host, Miguel Magusto, the Pirate King. I'm so upset that you just one upped me like that. (laughs) It was the standing position. uh, I got. (laughs) <laughs> got the diaphragm going. You got, you got the standing power going right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> How you doing? I am not bad. I'm going to scare you this week. And <gasps> I know that's the point of Spooktober. Oh. But uh, I watched a shit ton of movies, my guy. I saw. Yeah, but I first I asked, are you, I am I ask, you or are you me? I ask how... How are you doing? Though? I am doing good. I uh, had a, what I thought was a not movie heavy week, but it looks to be about standard. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. My sister got married, so spent a lot of time doing that. Thank you, by the way, for taking care of my precious dog. I uh, took care of the shit out of that dog. You did. You did. She was mm-hmm. like, I am fed instead of starving. And I went to the bathroom instead of having a full bladder. Yeah. And also got to see Glenn. Yeah, so, she she got pets and everything. It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, you you watched a lot of movies this week. Uh, want to talk <laughs> I about it? Uh, I don't want to talk about it actually. Oh. Um, you know, <sighs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I went hard this week. Um, I realized how close it's kind of getting to the new year, but uh. Yeah, it's weird because at the same time, like I feel like a lot of movies have not come out this year. But yeah. I know at the same time, even though they haven't, I still have to catch up on them regardless. Yeah. So I kind of was like, I got the time this week. I'm not doing anything. So it all started with Prey. Um, mm-hmm. I had honestly thought this was in a different language, which is why it kind of took me so long to just watch it in the first place. Um, but it, it kind it, of is. I'll it talk kind more about of is. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought this movie kicked ass. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the Predator sequels ever since the one with Arnie have, have, have not been good. I have not watched Predators, um, or which, which one was the Predator? I haven't watched that one, the Shane Black one. Yeah. Um, and there was Alien Predator, Alien vs. Predator and all that other ones. But this one is the one that definitely has a standing with the first Predator movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one... It, was just kick ass in every I think sense. the one with Adrian Brody is pretty damn good, personally. Uh, I Predators. haven't watched that one in a long time, but I do remember that one being great, too. Yeah. But, like, to me, this is this one, like, actually has a... If, if, Predator, if Predator never existed, this would be the one where I was like, holy shit, this movie fucking top tier. Yeah, 100%. Top tier movie. Yeah. Uh, Did yeah, you watch it, was, it in, in English or the Comanche dub? 
I, I did watch it. Uh, my attention span can only go so far, so yeah. I watched it in English. That's perfectly um, fine. So so there was that. Um, yeah, this movie was, was much better than I expected it to be, honestly, even though mm. you said it was good. Um, yeah, I think the Predator in this looked sick. I really hope that they continue to do period piece Predators like this. Yeah. Um, I know there's been a lot of uh, talk of doing like a... Uh, Japan piece or sort of like samurai period mm-hmm. with Haruki Sonata. They're like, you gotta yeah. do it. You gotta... And with like Ken Watanabe. Um, why did I say his name? Like that was weird. Watanabe. Um, and how people are just fucking. Oh, that's gotta happen. It's gotta happen. That would be sick. I don't think it yeah. will, but that'd be sick. Yeah, it would be. Um, speaking of sick, the next movie I watched was called Fresh. It's got uh, Sebastian Stan in it and the actress Daisy Edgar Jones. Um, this was kind of surprisingly good. Um, I didn't expect really anything from this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's about cannibalistic stuff, but I don't want to go too far into some details. Uh, better than you expect. Um, and my review that I put on Letterboxd I thought was very punny. So that's as far as I'll go with that. Um, then of (laughs) course we saw See How They Run, which you'll have to hear about in the review because I can't speak about it. Um, and then after that, we also watched Pearl, which, again, stop asking questions. I'm not going to tell you about it, okay? And then after that, the next day, <laughs> um, we or I watched a movie on Hulu, I believe. I'm sorry if I'm wrong on that. Yeah, Hulu. Uh, not okay. Kind of just a random throw-on movie while I was playing some games. Um, uh, f- forget about what the title of the movie says. It was pretty much okay. It wasn't just not okay. Um, and then I watched Kimmy, uh, which was very okay. Um, this was one, like one of those like lockdown films, kind of like what felt like a throwaway film of kind of like a rear window type style movie. Yeah. Uh, the first half was, was pretty decent for the most part. It wasn't really going anywhere just because they couldn't film too much, I'm assuming. And they had masks on and the whole thing. And they even mentioned COVID. Uh, but I mean, I, I've, pretty much made it known how I feel about COVID movies. They're just genuinely really boring. Um, yeah. Some we of them have, through it. <laughs> yeah, some of them have shined through, but, like, this was just another one where it's just like, okay, like, we, we've lived those, that life. So mm-hmm. this is not really holding up to me in the slightest. For the most part, it was good. But uh, after that, I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was a super random movie that I just put on. Um, the, which one? The new one on Netflix. The new one, okay. yeah, because there's like two remakes, and they all, they and the original, and they're all called mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw yeah, Massacre. They, they never tried to change the movie at all. <laughs> their yeah. name. Uh, so for my review on that, I made it pretty simple. Uh, there was a Texas, a chainsaw, and a massacre to my eyes. Check, and check, I, and check. I felt that. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just a lot of millennial domination going on here. Yeah. Uh, not in the kinky kind. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. The last movie I rewatched was Return of the Living Dead, which we will talk about very okay. soon. But, Mike, are you proud of me? I'm proud of you. You watched more than me this week. That's pretty crazy. That, I think, like, one or two more, yeah. That's I crazy. Watched, I watched a total of six movies. Uh, mm-hmm. and The first one being uh, Shotgun Stories, uh, which is um, director Jeff Nichols, one of his first movies. For those of you who don't know, Jeff Nichols, uh, directed Take Shelter, Mud, Midnight Special, and Loving. 
uh, and uh, his first one of his first movies is called Shotgun Stories with Michael Shannon. Uh, really, really good film. I, I I enjoyed it a lot. It's very quiet, despite the name. You know, you think it'd be all about shotguns and whatnot. Mm, you would um, think, but it's really just about these brothers feuding with their half brothers, because uh, obviously uh, the the brothers, their father left them and like ignored them, and had like a normal life with another uh, a another woman and had three or four kids with her so like it's just oh. they're all uh, the 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 main brothers hated the father the other brothers loved the father and it's very intriguing it's very mm-hmm. cool very atmospheric it takes place in i want to say texas i'm not entirely sure uh, Midwest somewhere, maybe South, maybe North. Could have been Ohio, could have been Texas. I know two people who live there, they probably don't look alike. But uh, <laughs> to someone like me, flat is flat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I know not all of Texas is flat and not all of Ohio is flat, but there's a lot of both that are flat. Um, but yeah, really love that film. Uh, highly suggest people check it out. Then I rewatched X to prepare for when we saw Pearl the next of day. Uh, still really enjoy X. It's It's still funny and uh terrifying at the same time um yeah we have mm-hmm, a review mm-hmm. for that on youtube if you want to check that out then we saw see how they run which we have a review for youtube on youtube review on youtube for that so, <laughs> uh a nice little whodunit comedy you can check that out on youtube then we watched pearl have a review for that as well mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. youtubes uh that is a prequel to x and I'll all I'll say is Mia Goth is great in it, uh, you know. But there's good actors in bad movies, so is it good? Is it bad? You'll, you'll never know. Then I watched Return of the Living Dead, which we'll get into in just a minute. And then last night, my uncle and I, uh, we went and saw The Woman King. We ran into Benny, uh, yeah, and, and I'm assuming the Jets, um, <laughs> but. I hated that. Thank you. <laughs> I, I also hated that. Did I show my age? I'm not even that much older than you, but I feel like that's a very old joke. Uh, uh, but we watched The Woman King because it was my uncle's last night in town, and we like to see movies together and then discuss them. Uh, mm-hmm. Viola Davis. I love Viola Davis. She's my favorite actress. Uh, the movie itself was pretty good, but I, you know, me being an editor, I always watch with like an analytical mindset. It's not yeah. edited well. Uh, it's a good story, but it's not edited well, and I feel like it has too much filler, personally. Mm. But it's still a solid movie. I suggest people check that out. Uh, I just didn't like it as much as I was hoping I would. Uh, but yeah, that's all I watched. I guess we should get into The Return of the Living Dead. In the dark of the night... Something strange is going on. You see that movie? Night of the Living Dead. Sure. They ship those bodies. Well, say hello. The dead have risen from the grave. How many did you say? A hundred. And now the question is, how do we get them back? 
into the ground. When two bumbling employees at a medical supply warehouse accidentally release a deadly gas into the air, the vapors cause the dead to rise again as zombies. Mm. Directed by Dan O'Bannon, written by Rudy Ritchie, John A. Russo, and Russell Strainer. Uh, it stars uh, Clue Gulliger, uh, James Karen, Don Kalfa, uh, Tom Matthews, Beverly Randolph, John Philbin, Jewel Shepard, Miguel A. Nunez Jr., and Le- Linnea Quigley. You added uh, a vowel to John Philbin's name. <laughs> did I? Yeah, you said Philbin. <laughs> oh, did? No, oh, yeah. Yeah. I could see my eyes creating a letter in there somewhere. <laughs> Um, yeah, I had uh, picked this movie because this one, I think I think I said last time as well, that uh, this was the zombie movie, this was my like first ever one. So mm-hmm. this is what I thought was the precedent for all zombies, period. <laughs> what a um, world to live in. <laughs> right? I, I had thought they were all... Uh, th- what's, what's funny is I remember them being slow, like walking, like Walking Dead type stuff. Well, not yeah. You, you get it, but like slow and like they yelled brains a lot. So that was always just a thing. So imagine my uh, disbelief when there's zombie movies out there that none of them say fucking brains ever. How dare they? Uh, How are we supposed mind. to know what they want? I don't know. I just assume they want brains, but sometimes they eat flesh. Shit's yeah. fucked up. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to uh, kind of take a trip down memory lane. Uh, as far as a review went, because I did watch it the week before I recommended this movie as far as our mm-hmm. next episode. Um, and I figured I wanted to pick <laughs> your brain. I hate myself so much for that about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's kind of the, the what the hell's going on here. Yeah. Uh, I, I still haven't rated this movie. I want to say that uh, right off the bat. I don't know what I want to do with that. I rated it. Uh, yeah. So... There are definitely a lot of things I like about this. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that they're using uh, Night of uh, or Dawn of the Dead or Night of the Living Dead. What, what is it? The the original one is that Night of the God. Why can't I remember what the original one's called? Hold on. You know, it's funny. Same here. <laughs> I know it's, it's of the it's, dead. It's Dawn of Dawn of the Dead and Night then... of the Living Dead. Okay. Okay. The, with this being idiot. called Return of the Living Dead, I wasn't sure if Night of the Living mm-hmm. Dead is what it's called. So Night of the Living Dead, um, they they use that as a precedent for this movie where they're I, I love that they're just like that George A. Romero flick is based on true stories, but they had to change a lot of it so they wouldn't get sued. I, I thought that was very clever, uh kind of building the world there. It's it, it's you know, building this world as our world. We have all heard and seen of that movie, presumably. Uh, and I, I like how <laughs> some some of the zombies were kind of smart, like the one zombie who called for uh, more assist, yeah. more EMTs. Yep, and more cops after. Yeah. I I thought that was really clever. But as far as this being a horror comedy, mm-hmm. in my opinion, it wasn't enough of either. It yeah. was not enough comedy and not enough horror. It was. It's still a fine movie, but I feel like it. It couldn't pick a side. Whereas it like, was in that dead zone there. Yeah, like I where Shaun of the Dead is like seventy five percent comedy, twenty five percent horror. Yeah, uh, and then, then it doubles have, down on the kind of like horror parts, or yeah. like uh, like 
tear jerking parts. Yeah, and then there's 28 Days Later, of course, which is like 99% horror, 1% comedy. There are some really funny parts in 28 Days mm. Later. Yeah. Uh, but this, I feel like it straddled the line too much. It didn't lean one way or another, and it was a detriment to the film in a way. Uh, also, whoever wrote and designed the punks in this, I'm convinced they have never seen a punk in their entire <laughs> life. Because uh, if you ever meet a punk, they're usually like the happiest people in the room. Maybe not like inwardly, but like outwardly, they're always like having a good time. And in this, they're just like moody as fuck. Well, that's and, what's that's what I, I'm gonna hold you right there for a second I'm, while we're I'm on. I'm holding, that. I'm holding. That's where at least one of the characters they got right on that. The rest of them they didn't. Mm-hmm. Just one they got right. Was it Spider? And, it was it was that what uh is that the guy's name? Is it Spider? Miguel Suicide. Suicide, oh, suicide? the first the first punk that got the uh, killed off. Um because he's sitting there with the group and you know he's they're they're all going fucking crazy and then um trash starts kind of like dancing up after she did her whole naked dance part. Yeah. Um and she's like dancing up on suicide and He's just like, you know, I've got a lot more to say. I just because I look this way doesn't mean I don't have things to say. And like, he's like going on this like tangent of like how he's not just how he looks and how he's he's much more than that and he's just yeah. not some piece of shit. And she, and trash is like, I don't care. I like spooky or something like that. Yeah. And then he like shoves her off him and he's like, have some respect for the dead. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like the only one of those. Spider. I really liked Spider. Period. But yeah. Suicide was the one character out of that group that actually made sense as far as that character, like, depiction and looks went. Yeah. I feel um, like he was too angry in the beginning, but, like, towards the uh, like the middle and end of his arc, yes, I would agree. But, like, yeah. he started off way too angry. Mm-hmm. Um, he was but, pissed. <laughs> yeah. Eventually he got there. But it, About it, what? It, I don't even it, remember it, why he was so angry. Uh, I think just picking up uh, the main guy, Fred. Mm-hmm. I think his name Freddy. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. It was, it was all bullshit, whatever he was complaining about. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, from that speech onward, he's pretty accurate. Um, but, yeah, like, it's just, it's such a weird, tonally film. Like, some parts are serious, <laughs> some parts are funny, some parts are trying to be funny and they're not. Uh, and, and it's... It's weird. It's got great effects as usual. You know, you can't make a zombie movie in the eighties, yeah, eighty five, yeah, eighty five without without having good effects. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's it, it left a lot for me to you know desire and everything. I, I I wasn't too impressed with it, but I also didn't hate it. Yeah, there's there's always been throughout uh, my life that has stuck out to me, and that's the the original one that came out of the container. Yeah, um, just just that look is always what stuck with me. And seeing it again when he says brains, like he doesn't even look like he's mouthing brains. It makes me sad. Well, that's because he doesn't have lips. Uh, yeah, how <laughs> can like he a, say brains without lips? You do have a point there, and mm-hmm. that's what I must say. Where are them lips at? Where are them I mean, lips? Them, we need more zombie. I mean, we need lips. more zombie <laughs> lips. But uh, that that specific zombie's always stuck out to me, mm-hmm. as far as like uh, most zombie movies, honestly. 
and even though this movie's not yeah. that great, I mean, just that that look on its own was was solid enough. To it's certainly a great design. So However, you can tell that uh, you could see his skin behind the makeup, and it's just painted black. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, again, it's the '80s. I'm not. It's probably low budget, presumably low budget. I'm not mm-hmm. really trying to knock it, but it <laughs> it's a good design, but with high definition uh, 4K <laughs> streaming that we have now. Yep. You, you, you can see lot. all the yeah you notice a lot, um, uh, but, but I mean it's again once like the zombie outbreak started, other than like a few comedic points with like the zombie calling for backup for the EMTs and everything, it it was just like it was just too serious. It wasn't like Shaun of the Dead where there's like ten minutes. I know I'm gonna, I'm mentioning Shaun of the Dead a lot, but it's because that's for me is like the height of horror comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just i i don't think it knew what it wanted to be yeah, personally i i think in my humble opinion i think it's it's a lot better than most b movies as far as like horror goes way balanced better than most yeah I'd but agree it's with that. it still isn't great in in any you know remorse um a lot of the characters get really fucking annoying um yes Especially uh, Clue Gulliger, uh, just I think him. Period. The guy was always pissed off. In some mm-hmm. scenes, it was funny. Like it was genuinely like he was just like yelling at a uh, what was his name Bert or uh, yeah, Freddie. I can't remember Frank. Which, Frank. Or yes, Frank, Frank is the older guy, and then Bert. Yeah, he was or always Freddy's yelling at Frank. Guy. He's like, get it together, Frank! Come on, goddamn it! <laughs> just like yelling at him right off riff. But then he just yell at everybody else, and it was, it was like it got too much and like kind of overwhelming at points. Yeah. Um. I think Frank kind of where he had points where he was doing good. So James Karen, uh, where he was doing good. A lot of his actions seemed very, very, uh, overacted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think Tom Matthews for the most part was really good. Um, he didn't really overact. He did, he did pretty solid for most of it. He played Frank. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, Freddie. Um, but yeah, there's not there's not too much that you know stands out as far as the movie goes. Yeah, I, I mean I know it's got a it's got a really good following, so I don't want to piss you yeah. off. I mean horror fi- horror movies are always gonna have a good following. Like yeah. I, I'm I'm a casual horror movie fan. A mm-hmm. lot of my favorite movies are horror movies, uh, but they're usually what I, and I hate this term personally the quote unquote elevated horror. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I hate that because it makes it sound like it, it it thinks it's better than normal horror and I if you ask all the elevated horror directors they would probably uh n- like 9 out of 10 of them would probably say that their movies aren't better yeah. than like schlocky horror um but it's I, where was I going with it? Oh yeah, so the w- the one thing I I love about horror fans is how passionate they are. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, I I wish all genres had as passionate of fans. Um, y- yeah, you could say Marvel has passionate fans like that, but also uh, Marvel fans don't really respect the art of the filmmaking. They just yeah. they go there to point out like to make sure they go to the theaters opening night so people know that they know a lot about things. And so whenever they see something on screen, they go, oh, oh. Whereas if you go to an opening night of a horror movie, the crowds are 99 times out of 100. The crowds are great. Yeah. And uh, so I have a lot of respect for horror horror fans. And um, I know, like, my, my sister and my dad 
love horror, B movie and C movie horror specifically. Um, I've never been behind them that much. Like I thought, I mean, they were most of the times fun, but never really like good. Yeah. Uh, but they love the shit out of them, and my dad sometimes still invites me to go see really shitty ones from time yeah. to time. Like I, I don't want to see that. That's yeah. You, it's all you, buddy. I'm sorry. My dad's big on sci-fi, so sometimes they cross over sci-fi yeah. and horror, but. Uh, my dad mainly likes uh, things like um, Lost in Space and you know mm-hmm. space travel things, um, but yeah, I mean this it, this movie was fine. Uh, I I loved. I thought it was hilarious that during the credits they just played highlights from the movie, like just in case you forgot what happened. <laughs> they, it wasn't even bloopers or anything. It was literally just highlights, just showing scenes that happened in the movie again. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was so. I I don't know what the thought process is behind I that. I would love to ask uh, Dan O'Bannon I what, what he was thinking, but it, especially it's, especially the skeleton one. <laughs> like the they already had the skeleton one pop up out of the grave, yeah. and then they had it again. Right well, that was the, the first credits. one. That was the first part of the 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 uh, little montage. I was like. Are they hinting that there's going to be a second one, or was it? Because I could have sworn that he popped up right before the credits started rolling. Well, he like did. He, like it was he, a freeze yeah. frame on, and him. then it went into the credits yeah. with it. But like, it's it, what what I mean is like he started the montage even yeah. if it was, the credits weren't happening yet. Uh, but I was like, they they showed this before. Mm-hmm. Also, Why skeleton are they sh- coming like a skeleton coming back just kind of. Uh, uh, I was like, a skeleton? Really? Just stick a dog on it. If it's a skeleton comes back, then that just, that means anything that's, I mean, that's the point, I guess. Also, that skeleton's too clean. Also, also, and I know this is a B movie. I know it's not meant to be taken seriously. We have to put that (laughs) into it. Eyes are the first thing to rot in a human Mm. body. How did that skeleton have eyes? And also, how did it have eyelids? I just remembered it has eyelids. (laughs) What? Yeah, I, but I'm, no zombie lips. You by know, the way. I'm not afraid to admit that this film might have some accuracy issues. Yeah, just throwing I think, that. Out I think we need to tell Mr. Dan about Mr. This. Dan O'Bannon. I believe he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Probably. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, let's spray some chemicals on his grave. Yeah, we got to let him know. Put and, some and acid rain on him. I just learned this about Dan O'Bannon before you came on and we started recording. He mm-hmm. wrote the first alien movie did he and that movie's fucking brilliant so yeah like, he's got some skill and uh, that's not saying that this movie isn't well written or anything it is you got some skill it's they're two completely different things alien yeah. and return of the living dead um well i mean he didn't write this i think he just directed it oh no he wrote it he wrote okay i yeah he wrote it um because yeah. he also helped write a uh, night of the living or night of the dead yeah and then for so I, I told you this last week. It was like a, I re-looked it up. It was like a trivia thing. So him and uh, good old George, like uh, wrote together that movie. And then when they tried to like get George back and be like, hey, you want to like help, right? Yeah, I guess he kind of remembered or something that like uh, his sequels to that movie would be called uh, the Living Dead sequels, and then George's would be just the Dead sequels. Oh, that's so interesting. Like, yeah. Yeah, I remember little, you telling me that, but I kind of didn't really click then. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, this movie overall is very okay. I, I mean, horror fans are going to love it, obviously, because they love the the gore and the makeup. I will mm-hmm. say, 
the yellow zombie that just looks like a, a skinny yeah, Homer dummy. Simpson. Yeah, crash dummy. <laughs> that was how how is a body in a freezer yellow? Hmm. That yellow at least. I I know there's like jaundice and rigor mortis. I don't know. I'm not have a doctor. Have you ever I'm seen a, a cadaver, sir? I have not actually. Neither I've only I've only seen my grandparents' bodies when they were oh. dead. Uh, if, in funeral, it wasn't like I found. Oh, them okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, that I got dark <laughs> after they after they had already been preserved. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't seen a cadaver, so I I don't think they're yellow. I could be wrong, but not they're definitely not that yellow. Can we maybe agree they, that they're not? Maybe that they yellow? make us colorblind until like after the funeral, and they're then in like then all the actual yellow just is like actually there. Oh, well, I mean, they, 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 I think a more simple explanation is that they put a shit ton of makeup on, on bodies. (laughs) Like there's a whole art. There's a movie called Bernie with Jack Black. That's based on a true story where he works at a funeral home. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, uh, I think it's Bernie. Oh, let me see. Yeah, a mortician. Yeah, so uh, like he he's like this art. He makes people look alive. It's a whole. It's an industry. The the makeup on dead people industry. Um. So yeah, they. It's not that they make us colorblind. Although that would be pretty funny. I would. That yeah, would be hilarious. I'm, I'm telling you, man. You know, we could just put foundation, but let's create this super elaborate issue where we just <laughs> <laughs> we're just colorblind everybody. It's like a pheromone <laughs> thing. <laughs> Uh, as soon as they walk in the room, all bodies turn normal colors. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, as, as far as like B movies goes, I think this is this is up there for the most part, especially horror ones. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, still, it's it's it, it, uh, it's it, uh, it's good fun. Yes. <laughs> it annoyed me more than I wanted it to, but it was mm. it was still fun. But uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. The good news is that it's quick. So, yeah, so that that's like a little relishing factor. On yeah, it. definitely. Uh, but yeah, I'm. That's all I got really yeah. to talk about it. I guess. So that brings us to the judgment for the return of the living dead. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, as always, it needs to be a unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the KFR shelf for the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden and nothing else. Those are mm-hmm. the only mm-hmm. two. Yeah, Glenn, yes. you picked this movie. Sorry, the trailer's going, and the eyelid skeleton just came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You picked this movie, so you go first with the judgment. Does Return of the Living Dead become a little shelf boy? Uh, Listen, this this movie, it it had its fun. Um, For the most part, it, it, it was, but sometimes it wasn't. And, you know, how dare it not do all fun all time? Um. I don't know. I think I think for the most part. Why it was use fine. lot of word when why, little word? Do why trick? use all brain when half brain good? Then <laughs> zombies don't eat everything. Um, I don't know. It doesn't. I don't think it goes on the shelf. But I think it's it's a fun little quality movie, especially if you're just kind of throwing something on in the background during Spooktober. Who knows? Yes. Uh, so yeah. I think uh, for my judgment, we need to do the B movie checklist. Yeah. Slightly comedic, slightly bad writing, check. Over-the-top acting, check. <laughs> Inconsistent special effects, check. Gratuitous nudity, check. It marks mm. all those checks. This is indeed a B-movie. That has nothing to do with whether or not it goes on the shelf, so I don't know why <laughs> I said that. 
I, yeah, I think I was hoping for a little bit more. Uh, I think I said it at the at the top best I could, where I wish it either picked, leaned into horror, or leaned into comedy instead of straddling the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's yeah. I don't think it goes on. Uh, so yeah. the the wetness of the melting zombie is yeah, just so he's, wet. He's damp. Did someone feed that that actor? I hope he didn't have to touch his food. Uh, wow. Apparently, most of the actors actually ate calf brains. So there's that if you want to. Uh, I mean, calf think brains is a delicacy in other countries. Mm-hmm. So I would be, I personally would be a little upset uh, yeah. if my crafty person did a themed <laughs> spread mm-hmm. with brains. But, you know, that's just me. I am probably going to watch the other uh, Return of the Living Deads if Part they are two. on. Yeah, if they, I'm just curious what the fuck they're going to do story-wise after this one, because if you can't kill them, what the hell are you doing? Um, yeah. Or going to do? Yeah. Uh, I want to see if they're on any platforms, though. But, I mean, well, other than that. Yeah, yeah, so regardless, The Return of the Living Dead does not make it on the campfire shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. That brings us to our assignment for next week. Oh, Week three, week three already of the spooktacular spooktober. So close yet so far. This, of course, is the first streaming roulette week of the spooktacular spooktober. Uh, For those of you who don't know, we have this very real wheel that is giant. It's normally the size of Rhode Island, but now we've only had the horror genre to pick from. So now it is like the size of the country or the city Warwick in Mm. uh, Rhode Island. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's not Providence. It's not as big as Providence. I don't know which of those is bigger. People from Rhode Island are probably just ripping their hair out right now. Anyway, we spin the <laughs> wheel three times, and we pick which of those three we would rather watch. Uh, of course, it has to be at least a year old, and yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, without any further ado, <laughs> here comes the first spin. The Brood. Ooh, that's a oh. interesting uh, thing. Let's see where this is going to be on HBO Max. Hour 32 minutes, 1979, 6.8 out of 10. A man tries to uncover an unconventional psychologist's therapy techniques on his institutionalized wife amidst a series of brutal murders. Ooh, it's written and directed by David Cronenberg. Who would? Got ourselves a little David Cronenberg movie. Uh, sane people. That's oh, who. You got me there. <laughs> uh, starring Oliver Reed, Samantha Egger. Art Hindle, Henry Beckman, and I'm trying to see if there's anyone that we would recognize. No. But yeah, David Cronenberg film, The Brood, uh, that is available on HBO Max. That is our first choice for the streaming roulette. Here comes spin number two. Kronos. I have seen this full disclosure. It is directed by Guillermo del Toro. Oh. Yes. Uh oh, hold on. Where where is it? Also uh, on HBO. That is also on HBO. Did, did HBO pay? Yeah, streaming bribing us. Uh, yeah. So it's written and directed by Guillermo del Toro, uh, starring Federico Lupi, Ron Perlman, Claudio Brook, uh, Margarita Isabel, and uh, a few other people. Mostly, I believe it's they're Mexican, if not Spanish. 
uh, actors. A mysterious device designed to provide its owner with eternal life resurfaces after 400 years, leaving a trail of destruction in its path. Uh, mm. Hour 34 minutes, 6.7 out of 10. We st- we're in the 90-minute range right now for both. We're doing great. Um, we're doing fantastic. Uh, anyway, that is Thanks, Kronos. HBO. <laughs> Thanks, HBO Max. <laughs> Soon to be HBO Max Discovery or whatever the fuck it's going to yeah. be. Here comes spin number three. I don't think this should count. Mm. Uh, a Justice League Dark Apocalypse spelled horribly. War. If, oh, that's the guy's name, Apocalypse. It's spelled horribly. Yep. Whoever, honestly, whoever <laughs> came up with that name should be drawn and quartered. <laughs> that to be fair, a, I did see this movie. So there's that. I'm I'm too mad. I, th- I you're gonna have to stop me if you don't agree. The the spelling of apocalypse in this should disqualify mm-hmm. this movie. I mean that's that's it's, fine with me. It's making me so mad. Opaco lips. I'm so mad at that spelling. A P O K O L I P S. The but it's fuck. Got- it's got Rosario Dawson and, I don't care. and Tony Todd and uh, Jerry O'Connell. A lot of those people are in and movies that don't have Apocalypse spelled O-P-O-K-O-L-I-P-S. <laughs> I mean, that's that's fine with me. We get Apocalypse. Apocalypse. I, um, I, I need to hold on. I need to reset. I need to. Okay. That's spinning. also on HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, spinning again. <laughs> the Exorcist. Hey, we got a classic. Oh, there here. you go. The Exorcist. Uh, I have seen this. We've I'm both assuming seen you this, have, and I yeah. just very recently saw it in uh, in theaters. Oh the yes, I remember. You didn't invite me. I'm very upset mm-hmm. about that. I'm a piece uh, of shit. Yes, uh, two hours, two minutes. Not in that 90 minute range. 8.1 <laughs> out of 10. I saw this little fun fact. I saw a play version of this in double. Oh. Uh, I think my, you told me about that. Actually. Yeah, it was uh, it was fascinating to see a play mm-hmm. version of it, especially in Dublin, just because you know they're big on theater. Uh, when yeah. a teenage girl is possessed by a mysterious entity, her mother seeks the help of two priests to save her daughter. I did not stutter on any single synopsis today. I would mm-hmm. like some gr- some gratitude and some some praise from you, Glenn. Thank you, thank you. It is directed by William Friedkin, written by William Peter Blatty. Uh, it says written for the screen, but I don't see any other names there. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, he did the novel as well, William Peter Blatty. Uh, is starring Ellen Burstyn, Max von Sydow, rest in peace, Linda Blair, Lee J. Cobb, rest in peace, uh, and several other people. Uh, yeah, see Exorcist. This, where is this? Where is this one going to be? This is going to be on HBO Max. No, is it? <laughs> so who is paying? Who is paying RealGood.com to show only HBO Max movies mm-hmm. on the roulette? Are, we? No, 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 not us. We don't have they HBO Max money. I'm, I don't even pay for the HBO Max. I steal it from my, my <laughs> I, brother-in-law. I, sadly, I do. <laughs> I okay, so shit. so we. <laughs> this has been longer than our discussion on the returning yeah, of the roulette. <laughs> uh, we have The Brood, Kronos, and The Exorcist. Which mm-hmm. piques your interest the most? Uh, neither of us have seen The Brood, right? Correct. You've and then seen I Kronos. have seen Kronos, and we have Kronos both seen The Kronos is the one that intrigues me the most, because okay. it's Guillermo del Toro, and, uh, did I say Torio? Toro, and a young Ron Perlman, uh, which I would like to see part of. 
Uh, I saw The Exorcist already. I saw it plenty of times. It's fucking good. That's yeah. that's as far as I'll leave that. Yeah. Uh, maybe a few future podcasts, but I think we crossed that one right off the list. Yeah. Um, but I mean, both The Brood and Chronos sound good. I, you know me, I like to pick movies that neither of us have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of leaning that one, although I do want to. I think I'm going to put Chronos on my watch list regardless. Uh, I think you should put Kronos, everyone should put Kronos on their watch list, but I am in agreeing, agreement with you where we should watch one we both haven't seen, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. especially since we both picked movies that one like we had seen for the first two weeks. True. So w- let's pick the brute. They come from the unknown, and they're here now, hiding, waiting to strike. You can feel their presence all around you. Never before have you come this close to the edge of terror. Never before have you faced anything so strange and sinister, so bizarre and unnerving. Never until now. David Cronenberg's The Brood. Are you ready for me, Frank? I seem to be a very special person now. I'm in the middle of a strange adventure. I want to go with you wherever you go. Do you? All right, The Brood. So, The Brood, directed and written by David Cronenberg on HBO Max, is our assignment for next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we're Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I'm Mike KFR. And I'm Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we watch The Brood. It's probably got body horror in it because that's what David Cronenberg is known for. He's Canadian. Mm-hmm. But he likes to be a little rude with the body. <laughs> sorry, eh? What's that all about? What's I'm sorry, about? Mr. Kronberg. I know you probably don't talk like Where's that. Where's the blood? <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>